Yesterday, the man that took me had his life taken away from him. I watched, looked into his eyes when it happened, and wept. I was held prisoner by him for a week when I was only eighteen, and during that short but intense period, I fell in love with him. I had been in love with him ever since, while he sat rotting on death row, waiting for his verdict, and I kept my dark secret from everyone I knew. I'd visit him from time to time, when he had been good enough to be allowed visitors, and we'd plan our life together in the hopes that he'd be released. I remember walking with him one time, not long before they took him, him bound up in chains and shuffling along, half the size of what he used to be, and a guard next to him ready to strike out as soon as he saw the opportunity. He told me that he'd wait for me, and in the next life we'd be together. It's the only time I ever saw him cry. My father was an extremely rich man, and this wasn't the first attempt, nor the last, to extort money from him. When I was six, three men attempted to abduct my mother, but they never got past our guards. One of the men that the guards killed was only sixteen. They were all junkies looking to get rich quickly. When I was fourteen, my sister was taken from her school and held for two days before my father reluctantly paid the ransom to release her. A week after that, the men were captured and imprisoned, and my father's money was returned. When I was taken, the men that took me were a lot more professional. I lived alone at that point, but I was still protected. My father felt that the small amount he had to pay for a bodyguard would offset the costs if I was ever abducted. I hated it, and it attracted unwanted attention at school. I was well known as the girl whose father could buy half of America if he wanted to, and probably already had. Half of my life I lived in a bubble being protected by the bad men in the world, and the other half I was mocked by it. It was a Friday, and my classes finished at three. I lived away from campus in a small flat, and my bodyguard picked me up in my car and drove me home. It wasn't until the route changed that I realized the man driving wasn't my bodyguard at all. I knew what was happening immediately. I pulled my phone out of my bag and called my parents. It wasn't my father that answered. It was the man that was holding him prisoner. Do as you're told or you will both die, he told me. He hung up, and a moment later the car stopped. The back door was open before I could dial for the police and a moment later my phone was snatched away from me. My hands were cable-tied, and a black hood was over my head. I didn't fight. I was clever enough to know it wouldn't make any difference anyway. I just waited for the car to stop, and then I waited for Daddy to pay the ransom that never came, and then I waited for the man who did this to me to get out of prison, and he never did. I was held captive for seven days, it took seven days for the police to find me, and at that point, I was hoping they wouldn't. I was taken to a small flat on the outskirts of town. The driver took the bag off my head, cut open the cable ties, and told me to behave. As we walked to the flat, he held a gun in my back. No one saw us. There were two men in the flat when I arrived. One of them took me up to the bedroom and handcuffed me to the bed. I didn't see him or the driver again. 
The only man that I saw was the man I fell in love with. He guarded me, watched me, hurt me, and fucked me. And when the police came, I begged them not to take him away. I'm not going to hurt you unless I have to, he said. It's up to your daddy. He held a rag in his hand and moved it towards my mouth. Please, I said. I'll keep quiet. He stopped. One word, he said, and this'll be going in your mouth. I promise, I promised him. He looked at me. I was wearing my short, cut-off denim jeans and my favorite T-shirt that I'd ripped across the middle so my tight little belly was exposed. I knew the look. I was an attractive girl, and I'd seen it a million times. You look a lot hotter in person, he said. You better hope your daddy loves you. He doesn't love anything but money, I said. We'll see, the man said.